0: Welcome to the latest edition of the We Are Sailing podcast. I'm Nick Johnson and I'm joined by Chief Executive John Crute and uh, Director Ashley Kirk. So uh, welcome gents for this uh, latest episode. Hello
1: there Nick. Morning Nick.
0: So we're going to be talking about, uh, well for a start, all things Wembley of course. Looking ahead to uh, Saturday's big game, we're also going to be uh, covering other topics uh, involved uh, at the club and the community trust so let's start off with the big game and well before we do that looking back at the uh, the game that we had to get there which was uh, a real um, well incident packed affair against uh, Bromley actually
2: yes it was like I've, I've described it as like being in an action movie it was almost a horror movie but now it turned into some sort of james bond special where we had uh, Highs, lows, death-defying escapes, drones as well. But but you know it was, uh, yeah, what a roller coaster ride of emotions. I was done at the end of it. It was uh, <laughs> it was all it was all too much. I'm not sure how everyone else felt, but after the game, I was I was I thought well I'll be celebrating, but I was I was absolutely drained, and uh, it felt like we kicked every ball and run every yard. It was a, it was an incredible day. I mean, it was a fantastic day. Great for the town, great for the club. And thank God the result went the right way. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I would reinforced that. I was the same. I felt
1: shattered afterwards. Um, but the atmosphere, you know, from the minute the players walked out was tremendous. I'm, I can't really remember an atmosphere like that. I certainly can't remember it at this stadium. It was tremendous. And I still can't quite get my head around the fact that playing Preston in two thousand and fifteen in a league one playoff, we had eight thousand three hundred there with more Preston fans than Bromley had had on Sunday, and yet we had nine thousand seven hundred in the stadium it's it's yeah, it 's tremendous it 's great it says a lot about the national
2: league yeah we had nine thousand paying Chesterfield fans, yeah, which I believe is the highest in the stadium yeah that I think it's it, I, so I think
1: true. it is I, I mean you know Rotherham all those years ago the jack Lester five nil was uh, over 10,000 I seem to remember but Rotherham had about 1,800 there yeah. so mm. so I think you're right Ash really that yeah probably was the most
2: and Chesterfield a, yeah, just a fantastic turnout by the fans and it was great to see them getting behind the team it was fabulous to see the north and south end both blue yeah. and and jumping I was it was what a day You perhaps
1: need to practice singing the same songs at the same time. (laughs) I think there was a bit...
2: (laughs) Ah, they can let them sing what they want. No, that's... that's, (laughs) It was great,
0: yeah. Well, I did an interview with uh, Jamie Grimes for the programme at Wembley and uh, one thing that he mentioned was about the fact that, as he put it, players were dead on the feet with cramp and then they heard the fans singing and it just gave them that extra lift. It shows you how... That does get through to the players. You know, we all say that. Get behind the players. But when a player tells you that, that, you know, you're really just are lifted by the fans and their support, willing you on, and it really does make them the twelfth man. Yeah,
2: I mean Ryan was the was the same. It, I mean, he was literally He looked like he was done on his feet, dead, and, and yet for twenty minutes he ran and chased and harried and oh, God knows how he did it. It's it was an amazing, amazing performance. And the distances that DJ and, and Mandy running the game is unbelievable. Um, some of the stats that come out, and, and you know they're just performing at a, a, a high level, and it's great to see. And but the fans make such a difference. You know they need that. They need that encouragement. They do. And if anybody
1: would know, of course, it's Jamie, who, of course, you know deserves a special shout out. Played every minute of every game throughout the season. Um, so he would know us better than anybody really. What to uh, what what back in the fans. You know how good
2: it is for the backing of the fans. Yeah, it's been an outstanding achievement,
0: that hasn't it? Yeah, and and also for a mention of Liam Mandeville, somebody who's played uh, you know all season. Um, It was mentioned to uh, another player this week. Uh, I noticed that uh, he had a reputation as a a 60-minute man prior to Paul Cook's arrival, because often he would be taken off, or he'd be on the bench and then come on he would never be playing full games. And the player in question couldn't believe it. And we had to assure him, yeah, that that was the reputation he had. But, you know, what a fantastic season he's had and fully deserving of the three awards that he won at the recent Player of the Year awards event. But we'll talk about that uh, a little later. We are focusing on Wembley. And, uh, John, uh, for you to go back to Wembley with the club that you've supported uh, all your life, you've been there before... Um, in your capacity on on the board over the years, and uh, you know what what a great occasion it is for everyone.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's uh, it is um, you know my first trip down there was uh, as a director in 1990. So yeah, um, you know my record at Wembley so far for us is uh, played two, one, two. Sorry, played four, one, two, and lost two. So let's make it one, three, lost two.
0: Yeah, you need that hat trick don't you now we do we, we do
1: really yeah we do we do very much so i mean what <laughs> you need that mandeville I think, it, last minute don't yeah, yeah, you yeah. well we i mean. don't know i'd like it a bit earlier than that <laughs> to be honest Mind <laughs> you, then, uh, if it's only one goal i are still on edge but no i think you know i think this has got to be up there with probably the most important game in the club's history really uh, you know the semi final and things were great but to get back in the football league and all that it brings with it um, not just for the club but for the town as well um, you know the extra finance that comes into the club, and then if we, you know, we've already spoken about attendance as well. If you start putting some league two attendances on top of what we've already got coming through the the gate, um, it, it, it's absolutely massive. I, personally, I think it's the biggest game in the club's history.
0: And Ashley, for you, your first time actually being a part of the club to uh, to experience that, going to Wembley.
2: Yes, I'm still pinching myself a little bit it's um it's been a, a a hell of a sort of 15 months yeah and to get to get to Wembley you know we start of the season win at Wembley you're going up I think everyone would have taken that and that's that's the chance the 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 lads have got and and we've all got and you know you dare to dream a little bit that we're going to get promoted and that <laughs> you keep going but to get to get to Wembley um has been a massive achievement and you know they've just got to they've just got to get us over the line now um but for me yeah um, there is an issue being in uh, being a director because you can't jump down <laughs> sing scream and release all the stress so i'm sure it's not healthy but anyway no i'll, I'll <laughs> we will i'm sure like everyone else will enjoy it It'll be a great day out and it's two clubs who've faced each other many times
0: over the years john you'll have uh, remembered some uh, games over the years against Notts County of course the they were the oldest uh, league club and and battling to uh, ret- regain that status hope we can deny them that uh, a return to, uh, to that particular claim
1: yeah well i'm sure they- <laughs> yeah yeah that's right let's um, they are a club um, that uh, I've followed for many years um, obviously Chesterfield's been my first club but I, I used to go quite often when I was younger I had an uncle that was a Knots fan and uh, uh, when we hadn't got a game I used to go with him so I've always followed Knots closely uh, and and you know the ups and downs um, but they are a great club and, and that what a great showcase for the National League as well. I know that when the clubs got through, that people at the National League were saying what a showcase it is. Is for them, you know, the, uh, nobody quite knows what the attendance will be. Um, whether we will break the National League playoff attendance record which is about 48,000 I'm not sure I think we certainly would have done had the trains not been on strike and we'd have had a, a longer lead in that's that's the big thing I mean we've basically had four working days but I think if we would have had longer than that normally I'm, I'm convinced that between the two clubs we would have broke it and we still may well do
2: yeah, I mean, you know, tickets on sale on Monday, weren't they, and the game's Saturday. So that's that's extremely tight. It's much tighter than we'd do for a normal league game <laughs> uh, yeah. d- d- down at the stadium. So, uh, yeah, it's we appreciate it. it's difficult for everyone, and as we understand it, ticket sales are going are going well. We have no sight of it. We just see blocks being released, and you know, it's, it's, that's that's as much as we see. So we, we've asked for some information, and as soon as we get it, we'll put it out. But um, yeah, with five days' notice and a train strike, it's, uh, it's looking like a good attendance. Just how difficult has it been
0: to try and arrange everything ahead of uh, the game in
2: such a, a short space of time? <laughs> it's well, been, there has been some. Some people might disagree, but there's, there has there was a degree of planning went on. You don't want to get ahead of yourself, obviously, because we're all football supporters as well. And you know, there's a little bit in the background that says, "Well, you've got to be careful." But to be sensible, you know, the 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 preparations for um, the teams that, well, in fact, all the teams that were in the semi-finals were kicked off a few weeks ago, weren't they, John? Yes, they Um were. From our side. Yeah, there's there's been a lot, there's been a huge amount to do this week. Well, we can talk about that in a minute. But the last couple of weeks was we're doing things like arranging the contentious issue, which is uh, which is the, the the travel. Bearing in mind there's a there's a train strike on at the moment, and uh, we had to take some pretty um, well difficult decisions, didn't we, John? Yeah, yeah, um, we did about um, how to give the fans the ability to get to the game, all the fans the ability to get to the game. Um and uh, we've we partnered up with a coach company, um, that uh, we've worked with before, and we told them how many coaches we thought we'd be we would need, and but bearing in mind the scarcity of the coaches, we've um, uh, we we have to pay a premium for that, and that's unfortunately had to be passed on. Yeah, I mean I've been um, organizing coaches to Chesterfield
1: matches since I was eighteen, you know. Some of our older listeners will remember that travelling with the Masons on Chatsworth Road in the early eighties, um, and it's been the di- most difficult I've ever had, and not just the time. I mean, we we were planning, we were talking last week, and in fact, you know, we'd got to travel out on our social media pages uh, the night following the uh, the victory, you know, on Sunday. But it's been difficult and it's all been about budgeting and and there is a world of difference about taking one two or three coaches to having an an operation of taking thousands of people over a hundred miles down to the capital it's right down the m1 and we we've done it uh, we took a conscious decision we could have had a limited number of coaches and let those people go and book and we could have done a fixed price but would that have been fair to the people who couldn't get on the Wembley website early and struggled to get on? They would have missed out. It's very easy to say, well, if people are interested, they'd book early. Some people, need, they need to make sure they've secured the match ticket. But I'm happy to break down and, and explain it. The the, the biggest um, issue really has been the no, not knowing the number of coaches that we'd need. I know from experience, generally, we take about 50 from the club alone to Wembley. So we worked on that basis, and that meant we had to get coaches in from far afield at a time when there's a train strike and rising costs for everybody. So we've, we, have, we budgeted £44 for the coach cost. We knew that the first 10, 15 coaches, that would be fine. We're well in for that. But we've had to subsidise the ones that have come from further away that, for instance, mean that they now have to have two drivers on. Um, so, you know, we've I know we've got coaches from Lincoln, Huddersfield, I think Manchester, I think York as well. It's all been sorted and, and that's where the costs come in. So, you know, budgeting £44, yep. The first ones we made, or oh, there was some surplus, but that's been reinvested into fans that weren't able to book early and may perhaps saving up for the money to buy the match ticket to make sure. So we've um, that's been invested and the coaches now that we're booking are because of the the distance the traveling we're not making money on and losing some but luckily we'd planned for that we've then got a seven pound fifty booking fee because we had to do it online because of the numbers straight to the uh, to the travel company and don't forget that includes a, a, a payment gateway included in that as well we've allocated two pound fifty for parking at Wembley uh, we've got a, a number of coaches that are back up in case one breaks down and It's not a major breakdown it's needed. I remember the first time we went to Wembley, a coach got hit by a lorry in the uh, motorway services and the wing mirror broke, and then that's that coach out of it, just completely couldn't be used. So we had to get people down, get the spare coach in and, and move them down. Everybody got there on time. Um, the last three trips we've been on because of the numbers have all had minor incidents where a coach has had to, we've had to pick people up that's the two last two Wembley trips and Chelsea um and then of course we have to give a free place for a steward if if you're organizing a coach on your own and it's just yourself you're happy enough to do it we have to get stewards in or people to look after it and give them a free place on there and when you're taking 40 and 50 we have to make sure we have some spare as well so it's not just a case of asking 50 people because if five don't turn up we've got five coaches that can't go so, it is a major operation um but the paramount thing has been that we I think we all accept, and the coach company accept the price is not ideal, but it is the market price, and we've tried to get the numbers there, and you know it looks like we've we've managed that um it's perhaps not where we want to be with the price point. we're all aware of that, but we've tried to do the best and I've always had a principle, and it goes back to sort of the Barry Hubbard days really that if a Chesterfield supporter wants to get to a game and they're able to pay and willing to pay, we want to get them there. We know from Sunday what it meant to the lads that having the great support we'd got and that has just got to be paramount that we will try and get people there. So, you know, there's a, there's an insight into it. Did we do right? Did we do wrong? It depends what uh, 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 what, what uh, your personal well, thoughts are, I think.
2: I think the ability to... Get there is really important. We were massively the entire operation for for everyone was not County. Every football fan travelling on Saturday. The reality is the trains not operating Friday. They're only operating half a Saturday, and there's no other option. So you're driving or you're on a coach, and uh, that obviously creates. Um, supply issues and as I understand it our opponents have massive supply issues that we don't have so they've traded off one against the other we've done it the other way is there a right answer I don't know Um, I, I do know that from talking to we'll come on to numbers actually but that from talking to the police that they they've got perhaps another 20 coaches being organized by pubs and clubs and this sort of thing so that hopefully there are some Cheaper options for fans out there, but what we've done is just try and make sure everyone can get, because um, it's it's you know it's obviously. A tricky day out, and having said that, it's a lot cheaper than going by train anyway. Even on a standard, uh, yeah. a standard deal. Yeah, I mean our travel
1: partners, for instance, another cost is that they've got a team of people at the Technique Stadium on Saturday morning, making sure people are on the coaches, that the drivers are all sorted, and they're there. It's a big logistical operation, uh, but um, you know we're keen that we get people there. It's key that we do. And just moving on to, to what you said there, Ashley, yeah. Um, I mean, Adam Collins told me this morning that the police are aware of 48 coaches booked. Um, if anybody has not made Spyrights Police aware that they're taking a coach to Wembley, if they could do so, I think, well, they have got a Twitter page, if they could contact them on that. Or I'm sure if they contacted the club, we, we'd arrange for it to, the information to be passed on to to Police. But they are keen to... Uh, to find out of other coaches but the knowledge so far is 48 coaches but we're still climbing we've got capacity to take people still we're delighted with the numbers we are taking but we we can still take more
0: over 20 coaches we have already on
1: yeah yeah I think literally 30 I think I think it's yeah I think we are heading towards 30 now and um, but we've still got capacity if somebody want if anybody wants
0: to go that's that's fine um, and I believe, uh, John, you have some information for supporters who are going down there and want to call in a, at a pub before the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, first things first, just to say that uh, I did
1: speak with uh, uh, Adam Collins from Spa Out's Police before he came, and he said that uh, if everybody can keep an eye on... Uh, Spyrights police twitter on the way down they do have links to the traffic cameras and they will be able to tell of things like traffic jams and issues that might arise on the motorway with so many supporters from both clubs going down so a quick message from them Yeah, adam uh, and the police have arranged for the uh, the green man pub to be uh, to be where uh, our supporters are based they're looking for uh, more pubs as well i think they're working with metropolitan police to ensure more Pubs are made Chesterfield pubs. I'm not sure if Adam said he'd buy everybody a pint in there, but uh. I think he might have said that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we've got the west side of Wembley, haven't we? So there's, yeah. there, there are quite a few options as you get down there. Yeah, get down on Wembley Way.
0: So. And looking at the actual uh, situation, once people are inside the stadium, of course we'll have a, a mascot and. Uh, um, I know you can tell us, John, about uh, how that uh, person, was uh, the, that youngster, was chosen to uh, represent the club.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a great day for, for, for him, is uh, Joseph Machint. Um He's been a mascot at the Games before. We literally passed this uh, this little task on to the Trust, really, which seemed appropriate. Uh, we didn't want any sort of favouritism or anything like that. It's a big day for any supporter. So... Um, Again, with the time strain uh, constraints involved, we had to let the national League know. so we literally got uh, put all the names of youngsters who'd been mascots at the technique this season into a hat, and Joseph's name was picked out, and uh, I'm sure he'll be delighted, really. Um, Paul Cook told me yesterday that he's very happy for him to go in the dressing room before, so uh, you know, what a day to remember, really.
0: He had a fantastic experience. He'll uh, no doubt remember for the uh, rest of his life. Yeah. So uh, hope uh, hope he enjoys the day, um, and also on the um, the match day we'll have uh, comprehensive coverage, of course, on our in-house station, 1866 Sport, and that includes a two-hour build-up to the game. So we've uh, got various different interviews. Myself, Bron, and and Kurt have been speaking to players and. Uh, club officials and getting their take on the, uh, the build up to the game so make sure you listen to that 1866 sport you'll see on the social media channels there are links to the, uh, the live uh, broadcast there also you can uh, go on the app download the app and, uh, and get it via Alexa as well. So uh, no excuse, and I'm sure plenty of people who will be uh, actually at the game will be listening to the build-up, and we'll have uh, unrivaled commentary as well. Phil Tooley, as ever, with Spy Rights legend Jamie Hewitt, and then post-match, we'll have some exclusive interviews. So uh, make sure you're listening to 1866 Sport on the day. So um, turning our attention now to um, other matters... Uh, Aside from Wembley, believe it or not, other things are happening apart from the National League promotion final. I know that all our uh, concentration is on that at the moment, but good to to bring supporters up to date with various different matters. And um, just a word first of all, John, about the supporters forum which has been launched uh, recently. They meet um, on a regular basis in the uh, Ernie Moss Room, in the, the Hub. And uh, they had uh, their latest uh, meeting last week, and it's really a chance for supporters to uh, get together, discuss various matters, and and put different suggestions to the board for consideration.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, very much in its infancy, but it's I think it's working well, and will no doubt develop moving forward really there's been uh, a number of issues which hopefully we've managed to uh, resolve or just take on board really some just some ideas that they've had i mean one is around um, particularly around the east and, and entry um the forum came up with some good ideas how we might be able to improve that and uh, we've taken that on board um and uh, that's uh, that seems to be working a lot better um there's always room for improvement and clearly you know we've we've had uh big attendances so it will naturally take longer
2: to get in the stadium i guess uh but uh, um we've, we've uh, also listened to them about speed of service in the concourse yeah and we've um <clears throat> for the last game we um we got extra staff. we we'd struggled to get staff haven't we for a long time on the concourse and we took the decision to Put it out to um, uh, to an agency as well, and, and just pay that little bit extra to get some extra staff in, and it made it made a massive difference, didn't it? It did make a massive difference. Yeah, yeah,
1: we're very much aware, and and it was re-emphasised really by the supporters forum, the the was, um, and like you say, actually we managed to sort sort that to, for for the last game, and we can you know look at that again moving forward. But yeah, uh, you know we recognise we had a li- delayed kick off, but we still it still has been working smoother Um it's just the sheer numbers which is you know is
2: fantastic it's what a problem to have yeah absolutely absolutely one thing I, <laughs> just reminded me um that that a bit of feedback that we have had not necessarily through this forum but from some of the staff who work on the concourses that j- just if you are if you are uh there and getting a bit impatient please be patient with the staff there's there's uh We've had a couple of occasions where they've been abused unnecessarily, really. We're all trying to do our best and support the club and operate. So if you 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 know if you see anyone being horrible to the staff, please call them out and ask them not to do it. And it helps us retain staff as much as anything because no one wants to come to work and get a mouthful of abuse when they're trying to do their best.
1: Yeah, and the, and, and really the, m- most of the Concourse staff do it because they're fans, mm, really. They absolutely. want to be involved in match day. They're fans themselves and
0: uh, and, you know, they do a great job. Okay, so turning our attention to the training ground now, and uh, I believe we have uh,
2: an update on that. Absolutely, we um, we have started work on the training ground. Um, they the team from Pew Lewis have come in and they uh, uh, dug up the two pitches that are going to be um, renovated. We're putting in uh, much improved drainage, a big irrigation system, massive water tank. Um, reseeding, top dressing doing all sorts of things that again are above John and I's uh, brain power <laughs> and uh, we're hoping that by depending on, on hot weather and uh, uh, a bit of sun, we're hoping that come 1st of July they'll be ready for the lads to get to get their pre-season training uh, on, but either way it'll only be a week or two after that and that's a considerable investment by the club we're looking at quarter close to a quarter of a million pounds um, that uh, we feel will pay off over the next 10-15 years Um, it's important they've got a surface that they can train on the fewer times they have to go train on a 3G or a plastic pitch the better it is for injuries and all sorts of uh, reasons, it helps us attract players when they see the facilities that we've got Um, so as soon as we've got some uh, the ability to uh, put some photographs out etc I'm sure that you'll be doing that actually we should uh, we should get that out so you can see what's going off but it's it's underway and should be done for as close to the start of pre-season training as um, as the weather will allow yeah
1: i think it's uh, it still sticks in my mind Ash, that uh, you know the run where we struggled a bit this season was linked into when we couldn't get on the training ground
2: yeah absolutely
1: yeah, I, you know I, I don't think it's any coincidence um and hopefully we'll rectify that, and they can use it all year next year um certainly we're investing enough into it, and also for it, working with younger players, I know that uh, you know Paul Cook and his team are really keen to get working with younger players, bring younger players in, and that'll give us the foundation to do it really on the on a training ground that we can rely on, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I'd like to thank the council for helping us out with the, with the long lease that they've provided on that ground, which has uh, helped us get some uh, get the works done.
0: Uh, looking ahead to uh, next season, whichever league we're in, um, we've had a, a fantastic response to the sale of season tickets during the early bird discount offer period. Uh, where are we now with season tickets? Because they'll be uh, going back on sale.
2: Yeah, well, the, the early bird take-up was... 3,700 odd, um, which is I mean, more than we had finished the season with them, which has been absolutely fa- a fantastic take up by far and away the record early bird as far as I'm aware yeah. um, for the club which is which again just shows the interest around and the goodwill around and, and the support from the fans um, they, the, they will be going back on sale next week w- once we know which league we're in and uh, we've got to uh, there will be some EFL res- you know <laughs> I suppose branding will have to do, and all that sort of thing, won't there? If we are fortunate enough to yeah. get up, so we're just going to wait and, and see. But next week, probably it'll probably be towards the end of next week we'll get them back on sale. Um, and you know, season tickets that haven't been taken up, they'll be released. So if you want, if people are looking at changing seats as well, that's when they'll be able to uh, start to move, shuffle, shuffle around into uh, into areas that were not previously for sale because they were locked out.
0: Yeah, John. Uh, mightily impressive figures. Those are over three thousand seven hundred season tickets sold.
1: Yeah, it's tremendous. Um, yeah, we've done it a different way. I think undoubtedly the uh, um, the payment system helped as well. The way that we were able to do it in instalments, I think that has helped. Um, but yeah, great figures.
0: Now we're going to look at um, a few events. One which is past, but uh, two to look forward to. We mentioned earlier in the. Uh, broadcast about the player of the year event and Mandy went away with a hat trick of awards uh, recognition for the fantastic season that he's had but uh, various different award, uh, awards handed out on the evening we had uh, um, Alexander Duma who who uh, got the um, academy player of the year award and we had uh, Rianne Carroll as the Chesterfield FC women player of the year Jeff King won goal of the season and also a special award for Phil Tooley for his uh, contribution over the years. So
2: it's a, it's a, it's a good job we had it then. It was a, first of all it was a great night. But if we would have had goal of the season last uh, yeah. last Sunday evening, Mandeville might have had a, quid, a clean sweep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a it was a it was a really good uh, good night. It was a really good night. It was a you know out. I think I thought it. it yeah, it was a fantastic event, yeah, and o- congratulations o- to Liam—a well, yeah. well-deserved clean sweep, really. Yeah, um, over two hundred people there.
1: Yeah, congratulations to Liam, Xander, and Rhian. Um Great, you know, I know Rihanna has been helping the younger players with the women's team as well and mentoring, and Andrea, who manages the team, you know, has really appreciated. I think the guidance that Rihanna has given some of the some of the other players in the team, and I think that
0: also played a part in. Uh, in a winning the award, and a word for the Chesterfield C Women in general, because what a fantastic first season for them!
1: Yeah, they've done a, a great job with that. You know, we started last last summer, and um, we didn't expect uh, anything like what's happened to them. It's it's been great, and really reflects how the women's game has grown in the country. Uh, and across, uh, you know, across, across England really, um, they were on the pitch a few weeks ago. Uh, over 1,100 people were there. Um, more, ironically, more people watched that than saw us, saw the men's team play away at Aldershot, yeah. which is incredible. And you know, other games as well, like Maidstone, I think Worldstone, There were only a few dozen more watched the men play there as well. It certainly caught us by surprise because you know I initially thought there might be a few hundred, and then Andrea said to me, "I think there'll be more than you. We think John. I think there might even be five hundred there. Yeah, and uh, all
2: of a sudden it was almost twelve hundred, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was.
1: And we opened the concourse, and we did all right on that as well. But it, and, and it was great as well to see that the girls. Um, stayed on the pitch I think they stayed for almost three quarters of an hour signing autographs for fans (laughs) as well at the side of the pitch you know and of course great to see Ryan Colclough go down and give them some support on the day as well
0: yeah brilliant for everyone involved and uh, we look forward to uh, next season and uh, hopefully making further progress with the uh, the women's team Um, a couple of events coming up one is a a golf day now that's to uh, raise funds for the academy I can tell you about that, that it's on Thursday, June the 22nd and it's at South Chesterfield Golf Club. £200 for a team of four, which includes food, both before and afterwards, and some great prizes up for grabs as well. And many thanks to uh, Cranley Logistics for their support with that. Now, I know you're not a golfer, John, but uh, good to see an event like this taking place to uh, support the Academy.
1: Yeah, it's always great. It's great. Uh to help out the academy and golf days are are popular and uh, i'm sure there'll be some former pros there some of our our ex-players because there's a few golfers amongst them as well so there'll be some familiar faces there
0: and i'm just going to work on uh, work out my handicap before i uh, get my team together and See who we've got. I might rope in one or two ex-players. Just give me an idea there, actually. <laughs> uh, I'll see know. what Jamie Hewitt's doing. And uh, and, and Tony Lordmer, he's quite useful as well. Is so, he? Yeah. I don't oh, know right. about
1: you, Asher. Are you a golfer? I, oh, I am. What...
2: I'll play a bit of golf. I'll be there. <laughs> putting a team together no oh, doubt no, yeah, yeah that'd be excellent um yeah because some to... ringers in by the sounds of things <laughs> yeah i think you need them.
0: um with uh, yeah t- tony lawmer i think uh, uh, won a tournament that we had uh, previously for the academy yeah. um so uh, yeah he's one to watch um and then another event coming up which has uh, a trust link it's to raise uh, funds for the trust that's friday the 14th of july a night at the musicals at chatsworth now with uh, we've been very fortunate to have been given the opportunity to uh, put something on in the grounds of uh, the Chatsworth estate and uh, uh, the team over at the uh, at the Hub, um, Jane Bacon and uh, her team have come up with this event tonight at the musicals. I know that Andy Booth uh, will be uh, heavily involved in that who will be known to uh, people who, who are into the musicals locally and, and singing, uh, he's a, a prominent figure and uh, that promises to be another great night John
1: yeah it does it's really uh, uh, a great event that's planned and it's uh, it's great that you know Chatsworth have given us the opportunity to to host it Um, and we're all looking forward to it it, we some fans may remember we did one sort of but it was 20 years ago now and that was really well attended and there's a lot of hard work going into it so yeah be a good night just uh, just pray for the weather yeah
2: absolutely but yeah it'll be it'll be a great event it's not it'd be nice to do something that will appeal to sort of a wider demographic as well so you know if you know people and just mention it to them you think they'll be interested to get down because it's uh any event down at chatsworth is always uh always a fun time and uh whether jeff king will be there with his kinky boots i don't know but there might be some <laughs> songs from there, there?
0: <laughs> and you will be able to see a link to uh, book for that event on the community trust website so Please do support that. A night at the musicals at Chatsworth, Friday, July the 14th. So I think that pretty much wraps up uh, this episode of We Are Sailing, but just some closing remarks from uh, uh, the two of you before we finish, uh, starting with you,
2: Ashley. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, the team are heading off. I I just thought it might be interesting if people know what they're doing over over the the next few days. But first things first, on Thursday... Um, they they're going to have a training session and then leave for their for their hotel. Um, so we're looking at them leaving the ground around about one yeah, one thirty. Yeah, yeah, about so that any, sort of time. Paul would has asked if anyone wants to come down and wave the lads off. They'd really appreciate it. So you know, if, if you get the opportunity, if you can nip out for lunchtime or sneak away from school or whatever heaven forfend! I was suggesting that <laughs> um and you want if you want to wave them off to Wembley they, the lads had I'd love to see you down there um so that's something and from from there they're heading uh, down to um down to North London they're going to stop the night they're out in Italian I believe we've booked a yeah we booked a restaurant for them um and uh, the, the at, at special request because that's what they did when they beat Wimbledon and uh, and then Friday um, they're having a training session. We're hoping at Arsenal's ground, but it might be QPR's training facility. Yeah, yeah. waiting to hear. Uh, and then off to Wembley to uh, get acclimatized. I suppose have a look, yeah. go on the pitch. They're going to be allowed ten minutes. Not, not they can only go on in trainers because Wembley's pretty strict by the looks of the instructions we've got. They'll go on there and then back to the hotel, relax f- for the night. their normal pre-match routine, uh, and then straight to back on the Saturday, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's right. So you know, if if people want to come down and wave them off, that'd be great. Um So yeah, it's, it was it's interesting all the instructions we've had from Wembley, yeah. hasn't it? We've got we're uh, what halfway down the checklist I yeah. think, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely, all the things you can and can't do. We've had to give them a list of uh, warm up music for the, the, that the yeah. the lads have suggested. In fact, I've got that here actually. I'll I'll because. I'll, it means nothing to, to John say, and I. Yeah, and I don't think Nick's even aware of this one, <laughs> are you? Um, we've had, just so, just so people know, they might want to know, we've been requested Lil Bianca, people. Uh, Jamie Webster, Weekend in Paradise. Lil Uzi Ver, I Just Wanna Rock. And then one I have heard of, Coldplay, Paradise. That's what they've asked for to be warm, warming up to at yeah, Wembley. The other ones
0: so. never heard of. Uh. Yeah, I'm looking
2: <laughs> blankly round the room. We're, of, we're, we're the wrong age. <laughs> Do we
1: know who it is? It was the uh, musical coordinator. Of I don't the team, know, but it's, I'm not sure. I think Holly Banks is in among it. sure. the message
2: came from Danny Webb, but it had been forwarded from somewhere. So I I don't know, I don't know. But yeah. anyway, so that, that if, if anyone wants to get in the mood and listen to a bit of music on the way down, those four tracks, get your <laughs> playlist. Go on to Spotify and, uh, and <laughs> Google those. Or put those into the
0: search and, and play those uh, and get in the mood for the, uh, for the warm-up at Wembley.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, yeah just some uh, information that's been
1: uh, sent in to me whilst we've been on air, actually, breaking news. Uh, we've got Wembley merchandise in the club shop. It's arrived whilst we've been on air. So um the club shop staff are busy putting that out on the shelves now. We've got t-shirts, scarves with Wembley's on so uh, yeah, um we've because of time constraints we have got a limited number but we have managed to get some some done and some out there. So uh, yeah, if anybody wants to get down to the club shop uh, there's some there. Will the shop be open before they set off? I think um I'm we're trying to work it it's
2: about the staff.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, the issue.
2: Well. And um, um just other things, I am I'm know that Nick's going to put something out about this, but if you are thinking of bringing a flag, there are restrictions uh, at Wembley. Um, so it's got to be less than two and a half metres at its widest point. Um, and it shouldn't have an attached flagpole unless the flagpole is less than a metre in length and made of wood or plastic. But we'll, we'll put all the, uh, yeah, no offensive messages on those banners either. No advertising. And no and advertising, no, and no on, advertising on the banners. Um, but we'll put that message out as well um, later on after after this after this podcast. But apart from that, I don't think there's any other.
1: Well, on a similar vein to that, mm. we're arranging for Yogi to uh, take his drum. No, oh, yeah, Yogi- that's Yogi's right. Yogi's been in touch. He's taking his drum. Adam's uh, Adam's sorting that with Wembley. We've so had to uh, send
2: a picture of the drum, haven't yeah, we? yeah. <laughs> to Wembley. Yeah. Um, so I, and you know, we've also just heard from the players. They're desperately keen. They're buying tickets as. Uh, for the family and friends and everything, so they are very excited and um, very motivated to to get us over the line and we'll be doing doing their bit, we just have to do our bit now and get behind them. Yeah, um, and I think really just for, to sum up for myself,
1: whatever happens really, I would say have a great day. Uh, many people will be there with the families, it'll be a day to remember, and um, thanks for your support this season. Whatever happens, it will be the last game of the season. We've got the highest average attendance since we've been in this stadium, which is remarkable. And uh, I think I can uh, say from everybody
2: at the club, Ash, really, many, many thanks for your support. Yeah, thank you. It's been, uh, it's been brilliant and I hope everyone's enjoyed the year. Let's just put the uh, icing on the cake and the cherry on the top and <laughs> whatever other cliche I can come up with. But yeah, let's, uh, let's hope we can get over that line.
0: Well, thanks, guys, and we are looking forward to Wembley. Also, a thanks to Image Sound for providing their uh, usual excellent facilities to enable us to uh, bring this podcast to you. Hope you've enjoyed listening to it, and uh, as the guys have said, hope you have a a great day at Wembley, and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode of We Are Sailing.